Hello and welcome to the very latest episode of the Backstreet Boys and Girl. Although this week it's uh-huh. really, it's very exciting. I'm waving my gender equality flag. It's the Backstreet Boy and Girl because it's just the two of us, isn't it, Bayo? It's me and Claire. So it's Bayo, I should say. Jody is sunning himself on a beach in Goa currently. So here we are um, doing the hard work, aren't we, Claire? Exactly, the hard yards. But you know what they say, winter miles make summer smiles. That's probably true. We'll come back to later how many winter miles I've been doing. Yes, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that report. But firstly, we should say to everyone, Happy New Year! Yes, welcome to Happy 2018. Happy New Year! Um, because it is um, a brand new year, and it's 2018 now, we will be doing a bit later on some um, New Year's resolutions, won't we? But we we'll, will. we'll come to them a bit later on and see how they go. Did you have a nice Christmas? We don't really do Christmas in our house. Oh. I know. I know that's sounds, such an alien concept. I, I know it sounds weird, but we just don't have much of a, a big family. So it's not... Mm. And my mum, I see my mum all the time anyway, and I saw yesterday, she lives like 40 miles down the road. So it's not like we have a big family get-together. Mm-hmm. There's also no kids anywhere within my like um, family at all. Oh, it's mostly for kids. Yes, really, exactly. It? So mm. me and my brother and my mum, like, sitting down on a settee watching the EastEnders Christmas special is just really not necessary. So she came up, she came to his very room and sat in now for Christmas dinner mm-hmm. and then she went home again and I went back to bed. Very laid back. Great, yeah. It's just like, we just, this, I don't do, don't do Christmas trees, don't do decorations. I'm, I'm a ghast, <laughs> you can't see, but <laughs> my eyes are bulging. That is yeah, but you so know weird. what my Christmas is? No. It's like the World Championships or the Olympics yeah, of or like the Commonwealth Games. Gen- genuinely, that's how I feel. Every mm-hmm. time there's an athletics um, championship on, waking up that morning, mm-hmm. that's to me like, that's, that's you know my what Christmas I might day. Do? Genuinely. I might see if there's an advent calendar on sale somewhere and get you one and tell you to start it 25 <laughs> days before you head off to the Gold Coast for the Commonwealth. <laughs> but that's gen- genuinely how I feel when a, when a World Championship comes on. It's like I jump out of bed. You know, like I'm, a child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. But my favourite championships are always the ones that are that make your life completely topsy-turvy. <laughs> so recently they've been relatively nearby, haven't they? We haven't mm. been like mildly... Quite a lot of Rio is an awkward time of oh, day. Oh, Rio, of course. Yeah, but it's not that... It's only about three, only about three hours different. It's, it's a bit odd and it throws you a bit. Mm. But I'm talking about Australia, for example. Yeah. I remember the Sydney Olympics. Um, me and Jodie ended up with... I'm not even joking. We ended up with jet lag in our own living rooms. Because <laughs> our whole, turned whole life was completely turned wow. upside down. Yeah. Well, Australians don't know how to do Christmas either, really, because they have barbecues. On the beach, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Barbies on wearing, the beach. Wearing thongs, as they call it. <laughs> Flip flops, obviously. But... This is Aries Merritt, and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys. It's um, probably should get on with the athletics talk, because we've done. Yes. Australia <laughs> is very relevant to athletics, I feel. At very the moment. relevant. But yes. So, kind of the. In my opinion, the purest form of athletics is the cross-country season. It's back to basics. So many athletes take to the cross to kind of get the gritty, hard work in over winter and weren't the European champs for loads of reasons. <laughs> Interesting. Um, it's very... The, the European... Just quickly, this, this isn't a world one this year, is there? No, there they're, they're doing it every two years now, they aren't are, they? Because yes. it became a bit ridiculous. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, the European champs are always, always great for Britain. Yeah. Because... For some, I think a lot of countries over the years have um, almost given up a bit on the on the cross country, haven't they? They're so no, they're not going to actually 
getting any medals with them. Um, we'll come to yeah. that in a second as well, won't we? But like with the, the dominant African nations, the world yeah. um, across countries meant that a lot of European nations have kind of stopped even sending teams. Absolutely. Um, and people we, talk about a success as being a top three non-African finisher. Yeah, or even like I made the top 20 or something. Yes. You know? but, um, whereas the Europeans had a chance for people to actually get medals mm. you know, in an in a, in a environment where they, where they don't have to worry about the Africans so much, as I say, we'll, we'll come to that. But um, it feels like Britain do still take it very, very seriously. Whereas Certainly. a lot of European countries Countries don't in the same way, I don't think, which is why we every single year we top that medal table. Yeah, it pays enormous dividends. I mm. mean, we got gold in the senior under 23 and under 20 women and the mixed relay, took bronze in the senior men and the under 23 men, and three individuals got medals. Which, having said that, that's not actually a particularly good showing for us in <laughs> recent true. years. You know, that's still, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we did way better than anybody else. I seem but to like, remember there have been years where we've had a medal in every single Oh, it is, yes, definitely, yeah. Mm. And I think there's been some years when it's just been literally just, like, the men's under-20s team didn't medal or something, yeah. you know. So it's like, we usually managed to do... Um, oh, there's, there's been occasions where the whole, every single member of the team has gone under mm. the medal, you know. Um, but no, it's always it's always... Just a good a good watch, you know. I was I love cross country. I love cross country, especially when it's like proper cross country. This wasn't too much, was it? Quite but it also wasn't hardcore. But it also wasn't one of those like you know, literally just made for the event um, with them everything's being ironed out and yeah. Although they do always still put those silly little little like, fake logs. <laughs> Always, they, they really irritate me, those little fake logs, because I either find a course with logs on it, you know, yeah, or yeah, putting them, they're, they're just, they just feel like they're kind of waiting for someone to fall over, you know? Like, they had the little water pool yes. know, this year, yeah. and that poor, I think she was the German athlete in the mixed yeah. relay, she was the only one foolish enough to put her foot on it, and it went straight through and she got injured. Mm. And you think that that's an accident waiting to happen. You don't want to hurt athletes. I think it's one thing to actually get injured whilst doing a proper cross-country run, running up hills, running mm. through woods, etc. It's another thing which must be really annoying as an athlete, frustrating, to get injured skipping over a stupid log they put in a place that didn't need to be there, you know? Speaking of the mixed relay, there was a bit of debate over the format yeah. and whether or not it's the best way to execute. So, such just an quickly event. before we do that, mm. am I right in saying that the men's and women races weren't the same length, were they? I think, and I know this is a personal bugbear of yours. Oh. I think they might have been different lengths. They definitely were different lengths. I, knew, mm. I wrote it down at the time, but I can't remember. But it was like one lap less for the women. Like, what been. year are we mm. in? Seriously. Mm. I mean, if I was, if I was a, one of the top female runners and I was given that, I would just say, I'm sorry, I'm not going. I would absolutely downright refuse to go. It's just rude. Then what's tricky is the men's race is so very long. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe that's the answer. Maybe the mm. men's race should be shorter. I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not arguing that the women should have to run further. I'm arguing yeah. that both should do exactly it should the be same. Equal. It's, it's the 21st ridiculous. Century. And look, you know, here we are. We're we're equal, aren't we, Claire? We are indeed, <laughs> absolutely. And we both love twelve and a half kilometres, which I think the men's race was around freezing cold Samarin. <laughs> My God! So yeah, the mixed relay. I would have absolutely loved to have seen a mixed relay in which the order of participants could be decided by coaches. I think that would have been fascinating. A bit they like did they have that, it Nitro. They, but they did that. Um, at the World Cross Country a couple of years, but didn't they? Because I remember Asbel Kiprop was running against there was. Women, there was, there was men and women were running like in, in against each really other. Interesting. It does make it more interesting. Mm. There's there's a very good reason for not doing it. And I can't remember what that is. 
I did read a... Um, okay. I read somewhere, someone explaining why, and I thought, oh, that, that does actually make sense. But I just think for the viewers, it's much more fun to have some... You know, if you've got both your um, men at first, mm. and they're miles ahead, then you know you're next to women, and they're going to be catching and catching and catching. It makes a far really, more exciting race, Really interesting. It? That said, I thought the GB team totally deserved that win. It was brilliantly executed. Like, you know, good hard opening leg from Melissa Courtney. Cameron Boyer... I could watch him run all day. Mm-hmm. He's so fluid, isn't he? It's like the most mellifluous running style. It was beautiful. Sarah McDonald, I'm a huge fan of hers. Her hurdling technique, amazing. <laughs> I think I definitely think she put in some work over barriers in preparation. And then, good run by Tom Marshall. I loved it. Um, I, I love anything which mixes stuff up. Mm. Um, I think it's really good for us, not us in general, but the sport in general, to try new things. As long as I don't like gimmicks, you know, you know, I just can't bear gimmicky, stupid things that seem to be pandering to like audiences. But this seems like a perfectly reasonable thing. Agreed. I would, I would be interested to know the, the world and European cross countries. There was a period it was over. You know, they added those shorter races into the world, didn't they? And yes, held it over two long days. Which I was not a fan of at all, because all you meant was... The idea was to get more track people to do the short course, but all it meant was like people got the chance to win two gold medals, which they did. Ken Elizabeth mm. Kelly would just win both, so yeah, course, it didn't, it didn't really engine. work at all. But mm. mixing things up at all, I'd be much more interested if they brought in like, maybe a couple other relays for the yeah. um, men and women. You could have men and women and a mix, and if you did it over, over two days, it would also be interesting then because maybe people could be... The best runners could also be in the, the relays... Um, on the second day or something that you know there was just a way mm. of making it it could be a longer thing it could be more exciting more interesting more viewers um, but also make it worthwhile yeah. running you know but I, I like the idea of the relays on the track when you get to a masters age group level you also have mixed relays with regards to distances right. I would be fascinated to have seen a cross country relay at the Europeans or maybe just at some sort of some other competition the Edinburgh Cross or something where you have two legs that are a mile two legs that are three kilometres and then a final hell for leather leg that's a kilometre wouldn't that be fantastic and then again there's more tactics but I thought for an inaugural mixed relay I really enjoyed it yeah I really enjoyed it and when we won we did indeed <laughs> now someone who obviously though all those athletes there and it's a Courtney Sam McDonald etc they're very much 1500 middle distance track yeah. athletes and there was another British middle distance athlete but she was in the commentary box and I need to eat my words here because I sent you and Jodie a WhatsApp. Because when I tuned in, I missed the first half hour or so yeah. of coverage. I tuned in at a particular moment where Hannah England, I think maybe she was still a bit nervous because she was making her debut. And it was what she was saying was a bit stuttery, a bit so-so. And I really wasn't impressed. Yeah. And I messaged you guys saying, oh, I don't think much of Hannah England's commentary. And then she just got better and better well, and We both said she back down, what? She's yeah. really good. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep listening. But like, what I thought was so interesting, this happens... Um, a lot when somebody's tried out new you know so it happens you know every sort of couple of years you get someone new in the commentary yeah. box don't you and um, sometimes they fail miserably and, and never to be seen again and sometimes they just sort of swim mm-hmm. and I thought she just took to it really really well you don't expect anyone to be perfect on their first go but what I liked is you've got, got to have the confidence to have your own opinions which is really important and mm-hmm. she completely did yes. um, you've got to also have the confidence to talk with or maybe even disagree with the person who is anchoring it in this case I think it was Steve Cram Steve wasn't it Cram, now Steve's yes. been doing this for like, like getting on 30 25 30 years now and he is as far as I'm concerned the best commentator in the world oh yeah so he's just brilliant so for her to on her first go to actually have no qualms like going head to head with him I thought was fantastic yeah. it's also really really good when an athlete knows what they're talking about and by that I don't mean knows about the event necessarily because all athletes will know about their personal event mm-hmm. but I know who can name people who can like use um, anecdotes etc thrown in there to give to give their experience but a lot of athletes you do know don't know anything about the sport 
You know, yes. they know about maybe their particular race. They maybe know about a bit about English people. But mm. other than that, they talk about oh the Russian guy or that. You know, <laughs> I have that summed up really well. Actually, I was doing a silly thing with some rugby players through work, and we were giving them a quiz. And one of them said, oh, do I have to do this? I don't, I don't study rugby, I play rugby. And I thought, yeah, of course, there's such yeah. a difference between competing in it and training for it every day of your life and then actually being like, we are massive nerds. Yeah, because you don't have to. Just because you compete in a sport doesn't mean you have to be a fan of that sport Precisely. at all. You know? Which is why making the jump from athlete to journalist to commentator to pundit is really tricky. But yeah. having give, you know, given her a bit of time to warm into the role, I thought she handled it really well. I thought she was really great. And we've had like, quite a few good... Well, I think someone like Kathy Murray, who's just like completely... Brilliant, She's it, you terrific. know. Um, and we won't name the ones. Well, I think we mentioned a couple last time who, who <laughs> have haven't done. been so good. But recent years, we also Jenny Meadows has been really good. Mm. I remember like Mari um, Mari Amut. She did some marathon, which she was really good at. Paula, I absolutely love Paula. Paula's insight. Absolutely love Paula. She's always the person in the um, in the um, box who is talking the most sense you know she's not the most fluid of speakers and she's also which is odd considering she has so much expertise she's Mm. not always the most confident you don't feel but whenever she talks I always think thank you Paula thank you for Mm. finally being the one to point out the bloody obvious that no one else was saying it's also like if you have Thierry Henry commentating on a football match or you have Will Greenwood commentating on rugby Paula's pedigree yes. is so fantastic that whatever she used to say you shut up and listen totally 100%. and it's so much weight behind that opinion I also remember a few years back um, Andrew Potsy when he was injured was doing some interviews at the uh, British Championships I'm not sure who he was doing them for but we were stood next to him in like the um the mix zone. The mix zone, yeah. And I actually said to him at the end of the day, you're really good at this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, because he remember his foot was in a plaster. Oh. And um, he was like, oh, thank you so much, because I think it was the first time he'd ever done it. I'm sure he was really nervous. But it was really good to hear an athlete, a competing athlete, who could speak to his peers in different events, you know, but articulately and um, actually have an interest in what they were doing. Yeah. So whilst he's obviously still competing at the moment, I think when he doesn't, isn't competing anymore, if you're listening, Andrew, it'd be really <laughs> nice to, let to see him do some more stuff because I was really impressed with him. Yeah, come and co-host one day. That'd be great. <laughs> Hi, this is Kendra Harrison. You're listening to the Back Straight Boys. Hannah England knows a lot about athletics and I reckon she, I would back Hannah England as someone who has worn the Union Jack around her shoulders to hold the flag the right way up. <laughs> was this your favourite part of the whole day? Right. As you may know, a lot of you out there who are listening to the Bachelor Boys will have seen a tweet that I made. Hashtag viral. Hashtag viral, yeah. Um, it was just a little thing. I was just watching the European cross-country championships and I just noticed that the, um, the <laughs> Turkish team, who are obviously all made up of, of Kenyans, um, I just caught out the corner of my eye this man walking towards them as they hold the flag up, and it turned out it was the other Turkish team member. He took the flag off the Kenyans, turned it round because they were holding it upside down or the wrong way around. And I just just made me laugh, literally made me laugh out loud. So I videoed it just on my phone, tweeted it, thought nothing of it, literally didn't didn't think of it again. Came back like maybe two days later, and it had gone absolutely insane. Now I've been on Twitter a long time now, you know, um, and. I've never had, I've had people like lots of things. I've had lots of tweets, etc. But I think this video's got what forty thousand views. I checked this morning, and it's got forty-two and a half thousand <laughs> views. <laughs> That's crazy. Three hundred and ninety-nine retweets and nine hundred and thirty-one likes. But listen, what does that say? That shows it really resonated with people, doesn't it? It was just me being silly, you know. I didn't. That's what I, didn't... I liked about it. Yeah. Like people were getting so political about this Kenyan-Turkey issue and national allegiances, etc. And you. It, your tweet wasn't saying anything really that serious. It was just, hey, this is hilarious. They can't hold their national flag the right way. See, I have no 
I totally understand why people do it. I don't blame the athletes in the slightest. You know, if you are one of the best in the world, but you come from Kenya, then you can be one of the best in the world, but never get anywhere near the team. Because like 15th in Kenya would be like number one anywhere else, wouldn't it? So I don't blame Kenyan athletes at all. Um, I blame the countries who will allow them to go and join so easily. I blame the countries who will pay um, athletes to have them go go and, um, and join. I blame... I don't like it when an athlete goes to join another country and changes their name. I think that's really something really mm. dodgy about that that doesn't sit right with me. But I don't blame the athletes. I'm not going to get political about it. I'm not offended by it as such. It's, it, I just think it's it's a real shame for the sport because it does ruin the European cross country championships. Because it, it let's there's no beating around the bush. You know they're not European, and that's not mm. been in any way racial about it it's just just a fact you know they're, they're not they don't live in turkey no, they, don't, they don't train in turkey and and it's been changed now it's no point complaining about it too much because the rules have changed or certainly on hold at the moment aren't mm. they so no one can actually um do that simply as it has been able to do in the past but i think it really shows how much us fans out there get really really annoyed about this kind of stuff you know because it does it does spoil the sport that we love and also think of all the athletes who came forth fifth you know, sure. um, Charlotte the, Taylor came sixth in the women's race, and you know that might have been a completely different landscape yeah. had there not been Turkish athletes in there who would have been more eligible to compete in the African cross country championships than they were the European. Yeah, ones. totally. And <clears> I'm <throat> I'm not, for example, against anyone who has um, spent their time in a country. I mean, Mo Farah is obviously British. I've got oh, no yeah. problem with them. Um, Stephen Hassan or um, Lorna Kiplagat or other people who have spent their time, you know, married and um, spent many years in the country and you go about it the right way. Absolutely no problem with them whatsoever. I consider them to be European to compete yeah. fairly in, in the way they should. But um, when you just rock up, you know, for that day and don't know how to hold the flag the right way around, <laughs> it, just, it just seems symptomatic, you know, of, of everything that was wrong with it, didn't it? The fact that, yes. um, and it's not like it's a union jack, it's very easy to hold the one way around because even British people don't know what the right way around is. This is um, true. It's, it was just, it was literally just one side or the other. There's no, there's no real confusion, you know. It just made me laugh and it's clearly like resonated with a lot of you. So yeah, keep, I'm, I'm literally every day I'm still getting people, still, still getting liked, still getting retweeted every single day. So we'll see. We'll come back this time next year at the next European Cross Countries and see See how many um, things on it. But it's the first in the Backstreet Boys went. What is the definition of going viral? I've actually heard people talking about this before on podcasts. At what point can you deem something to be viral? I don't really know. I think it must be within the context of what you're doing. So if Kim Kardashian got 40,000 views, that wouldn't would have gone. Nothing. That wouldn't yeah. be viral. Chrissy Teigen but, gets that. But it's... for us, yeah, exactly. Mm. But for us, this is. So as far as I'm concerned, the Backstreet Boys have gone viral. So Within there we go. Athletics, I think you could definitely I, say I think that's probably true. Yes. Hashtag #athviral. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sally Pearson, and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys. Do you remember when we first started talking about the Commonwealths, and there was a lot of chat about Johnny Meller, who yes. ran 63 seconds within the qualifying time in Berlin, done a fantastic job to obliterate his previous marathon personal best, but then wasn't asked to go to the yeah. Commonwealth Games. There's all that drama. Well. Since that, and just, I think, this week, Johnny Meller was actually invited to go to the Gold Coast, but said no. <laughs> Which I can also actually really quite understand. Uh, what was his reason? <clears throat> well, James DeSalu and Ashley Nelson have really sadly had to pull out 
of the Commonwealth. So Alicia Barrett for the 100 Because it's, it's, a, it's a, um, it's sort of the amount of people, isn't it? Yeah, so there's a those two, Yeah, those two can't go, that means you've got two extra spaces. Exactly, right? and there's a good reserve list in place that England Athletics are using. So I know, for example, that Alex Bell, who has so often been overlooked by selectors, she's finally going, so she'll be competing in the 800 metres for us out there in the Gold Coast. And now Alicia Barrett, who's coached by Tony Minicello and was at the World Championships, yeah. exited in her heats, will be going in the sprint hurdles. And Jessica Turner, who made it through to the semi-finals of the women's hurdles, if I remember correctly, incredibly talented 400-metre hurdler, she will also be going to the Gold Coast. So that's really great for that. Yeah, and you know, that's what I love about the Commonwealth Games is new, um, <laughs> new young up-and-coming athletes getting the chance to do so. Um, and this, it's not like it's... Uh, it's a whilst it's not the World Olympics, it is the completely other side of the world. You've mm. got to be used to all of that. It's a huge, great event. You know, oh, the, yeah. the standard isn't necessarily the, the best in all events, but it's a huge, big event. It's going to be in big stadiums, packed. It's got a multi events going on around multi other sports. So it's a really, really good like learning curve for everybody. So the more people who go, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Completely agree. So one of the reasons Johnny Meller said no, I'm sure a major part of it was the initial snub, but one of his reasons was that... Was it that, yours, yeah? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of his other reasons was that he's chosen to focus, I think, on the London Marathon, um, where he'll be going up against Sir Mo Farah, who can now officially claim to be Britain's most popular athlete of the year. That was major lols, I think, as the children would say. <laughs> I, the, well, I'm, I'm, you know, Sports Center of the Year is a bit of a silly concept of which oh, yes. no one quite knows what they're voting for now that it's a public vote you know how I feel about public votes I don't think the public should get to vote on anything really I'm not even sure the public should get to you know choose government but um not based on the last year no but um I, I don't like public votes just in general because I think people vote on all kinds of the wrong reasons and like all that kind of stuff um but he didn't deserve to win this year. I'm not. That's. I'm not. I'm completely. I will blanketly say Mofa did not deserve to win this year. Having said that, I'm really, really pleased he did. Does yes. that make sense? That actually does because there have been previous years when he's been nominated and he should have won. Well, yeah, but not even that because there's been previous years when he when he, when he was nominated and was brilliant, but came up against. You know, there was no yeah. way that Andy Murray wasn't going to win when he won Wimbledon. You know, of that, and that that was like a huge year that Mofa easily could have won, but you know, you weren't going to win that year. So I've got no problem with the times he's he's lost. So, the, so I've also got no problem with him winning this time when he, he didn't have the, his best year. But, you know, he's retired from the track. I'm sure the public um, wanted to give him that, you know, as he's, he's not retiring totally, but mm. retiring from the track. Also, I mean, let's be honest, what won it for him was his adorable little kid oh, on yes. his lap who wouldn't shut up, who kind of ruined the whole interview. So that, that's funny. why he won, isn't it? Anything that makes a farce of a big ceremony like <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah, I yeah. just love. What I thought was really odd is he wasn't there. And he wasn't not there because mm. he was in, like, you know, training in, like, the mountains yeah, or something. he was something. in London. <laughs> he was in London. <laughs> and I'm sure he wasn't there because he knew he wasn't going to win. Yeah, like, you know. he looked stunned. I don't think I've seen him look so surprised since he won his first Olympic gold. And then, it was a, then, the, um, then the feed broke. Yes! From London! I mean, the whole thing was like a, a complete train wreck, wasn't it? it? From London, again, if he'd been up the mountain or been on the moon, you know, they'd they, 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 be fine. But like, they couldn't get two leads to work from, from London. Fantastic. It was, made me laugh so much. He didn't but, win by March. Only 3,000 votes over Jonathan Rear, who came second. Who was that? I didn't know He's, who that was. I had to look him up. He's a super bike rider. See, this, this, is, the, this is the problem with the public vote. And I've got no... Maybe he's amazing. But what's happened there, clearly, is... There's been a concerted effort by bike people, the super bike community, yeah, community, and good on them for doing so. You know, they've mm. made, they've organised, but there was no way that the country as a whole thought he was the second best mm. um, sports person of the year because 
like you and I, I guarantee that the vast majority of people watching don't have a clue who he is. What was really disappointing, and again, a big reason for the problem with the public vote, is they put four women on that shortlist. Is it of 12? Was it 10 or 12? 12. Four women, and the four women came 8th, 9th, no, so 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. Absolutely disgraceful and embarrassing. You know, Mm. really genuinely embarrassing. Um, it's such a comment upon the way that sport is covered yes. and perceived in this country. Because yeah. I don't necessarily blame the public as such, but those four women probably... If we looked at uh, column inches yeah. Oh, yeah, over absolutely. the year, yeah. or minutes on television, yeah. or anything, it would be the disproportionate nature of it would be absolutely... Yeah. Well, not astounding at all, because we all know it's there, but nothing is being done about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, like, that's really interesting but sometimes these, sometimes it's good when these things happen like do you remember the year that um, um, Dame Tally Gray came I think she came third yeah. and couldn't get up on the um, podium of so course. rugby players had to lift her up because they hadn't thought to put a, a wheelchair ramp on mm-hmm. and that was a big learning curve for everybody yeah. everyone was mortified and the BBC made sure it was sorted out the next year I reckon the four women came coming last this year will probably there's going to be a shake-up next year to make yeah. sure something like that can't happen you again. You have to hope that the backlash proves productive and is a bit of a seminal moment in moving the sport forwards. Which Although I have to say, the backlash was. wasn't as big as I was. I was appalled and I saw a few things on Twitter, but I didn't really see... Was there a big thing in the papers about it or anything? Not that I noticed. No. What was fantastic, that was a crying shame, but what Johnny Peacock has done for Paralympic sports and for people with physical impairments this year is just fantastic. Going on Strictly yeah. was groundbreaking, and he acquitted himself so well. well and then to come third, I mean, he wasn't—he <laughs> wasn't a great dancer. He was, he was perfectly fine, but there was, you would not have known he had a disability at all. No. I kept being like, "Which is his? Which which leg is missing?" You know, yeah. genuinely, which leg is missing? So yeah, no, totally. And I think that also shows into. I mean, obviously, the the word personality in there doesn't mean that someone has to have a personality. That's always no. the argument, isn't it? They just mean a, a sports person figure. figure. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But I think it's really great when someone like him does go on to a hugely popular programme like Strictly yeah. and shows another side to them, another side to the sport. You know, mm. it does, does the sporting world a lot of good, doesn't it, um, yes. in general? And certainly for us in athletics, it does, it's great when someone can break out of the, the sort of niche that they're in and show them. Show them and he was, I thought he was so affable and such a lovely part of yeah. Strictly this year and it helped that he had one of the young, bubbly partners. I thought it was a brilliant pairing and it's just what the sport needs. But see, I'm not... I'm not a big sports fan. I do watch quite a lot of sport, but very specific. Mm. You know, I don't. I don't watch football. Don't watch rugby. Don't watch cricket. I said there's like I watch athletics. I watch swimming. I watch gymnastics. You know, um, so I, the sports I like, I love, and the other ones I have literally no interest in at all. Sure. So when I watch sports kind of personality of the year, I just fast forward through to the bits <laughs> that I want yeah. to. And what I found this year is I kept having to stop because there was so much athletics Which on is there. Fantastic. You know? uh, pardon me. The the, um, the lifetime achievement was won by Jess. Yes. It's always a bit odd when a lifetime achievement is won by someone who's like. Really young. 30. <laughs> but her sporting life is, is over. She's officially retired. So yes. like that's perfectly... And it was great. They had all the um, greats, all the female greats in the, in the past up moment. on stage, which was fantastic. Mm. Um, you know, and she's just a total credit to the sport, a total credit to Great Britain, you know. I'm also a bit... I don't 100% like people being given those titles dame or so or anything whilst mm. they're still competing or even when they're retired when they're that young but if someone deserves one it's her you know personally oh. I think you could have waited 10 years to give them out but like um, no one's going to complain that she completely deserves that title mm. at some point so I just thought that was that was 
Lovely. Just absolutely, absolutely and like lovely. you said, the fact that the evening was so peppered with athletics. Well, we've also won the team of the the coach of the year award. Didn't win the team of the year, which went to the cricketers, which is totally fine because it was a f- female cricket team, so I fully approve. Yeah. Um, though obviously our four boys in the four relay could have won, but the coaches won instead. Yes. Now I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna apologise here because I know Christian Malcolm was one of the coaches. Obviously, don't know the other two names. Do you? Not off the top of my no. head. So apologies for the other two names. But to be honest, you're going to be really surprised at this. I welled up a bit when... <laughs> you, you cried at a sporting event? Stop. <laughs> it wasn't so like that. It was, I cried because Christian Malcolm got the prize. And what it was is, first of all, Lily's have been a total disaster for all these years. So it, was, it just made me like, I was so happy that our readers were no longer a disaster. Yes. Also, Christian Malcolm was in the team for many, many years and he's got many, many medals. But he wasn't in the team that won in, in, in 2004. You're right. Um, and he was around exactly the same period. Yeah. I'm sure he was, uh, I'm sure he'd been practicing with them. You know, we heard um, before from about Chris Lambert who was supposed to be in the team and got taken out. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sure Christian Malcolm around that time would have been definitely in the mix of, of yeah, being there. So I don't know if he was injured or whatever. Moment. And it just was so great to see him actually getting a relay um, um, accomplishment, you know. And yes. also it's great that, you know, he was around for all those years and he's taken, just what we were talking about, you know, Paul and that earlier, taken all the expertise and put it into something really positive, which has shown dividends. And that just makes me... Totally. It's always the thing that gets, gets me emotionally, isn't starving babies. It's always people achieving their dreams, people trying really hard and finally getting there. you crying now. <laughs> I am not crying now, but I'm it's not definitely welling up. away. I shall shut up now. You know, usually I, I just pass through all the press stuff and... And I'm disappointed and I just throw up behind and nobody see that. But finally today I threw up in front of everyone. I was so ashamed. But finally nobody cares because I got the gold medal. Everybody forgive me everything now. You know, I've got some red stuff and blood here. But everybody forgive me because I got the gold medal and I still can't believe that. I don't know what I'd rather win. BBC Sports Personality of the Year or some antiquated European athletics stash from the Backstraight Boys. Oh, well, come on. That's no competition, is it, really? I mean, it's some old tat from the Backstraight Boys or the Spotty. I think you, think you know which is the best. Exactly. And so the lucky person winning that highly coveted tat uh, left us a lovely review this week. Read it to us, Claire. I will do. So as we say every single week, please do rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform it is that you use. We get lots of reviews at the moment, which is fantastic. And please remember, they can be constructive criticism. We're not just looking for glowing reviews. So let us know what it is you think we could do better. But you ain't winning anything if it's too bad. Yeah, what he said. (laughs) (laughs) So a big thanks to KM Swaz, who has given us five stars, you generous bean you, and written superb content. For someone who doesn't know much about athletics, this is an insightful way to discover the finer details. Brilliantly put together, a very easy listen. Well, I wonder what's heading your way. Um, you did actually tweet out, didn't you? I and, did. Uh, some of the stash. And we've actually been here discussing. We've actually got more. Even I've been, more. I've been, yeah, even more. So there's always, there's always more to go around. So there'll be something winging their way to them, will there? There will. And what I like is the fact that it's someone who doesn't necessarily yes. watch lots of athletics. It's really nice to think that there's something for everybody yeah. in the backstory. And that, that is really good because I think sometimes it's very easy when you're like us who are obsessed with it super nerds yeah super nerds that it, it, it wouldn't want it to feel like it was um, unaccessible to people who didn't mm. um, didn't know exactly what we do so that's really really good to hear thank you very much also Ooh. now when we did the um, when I put that um, uh, video up on on um, Twitter yes. of, that's gone viral, um, viral 
our members, like, I think we got something like 60, 70 new followers over, like, that, that week work. or something, which is great. Um, at one point, I noticed we were on 2,999 followers, and I put a tweet out saying, whoever is our 3,000th, we will find some um, athletics prizes for. Then it got a bit complicated, because the minute I posted that, someone came off and put me down to 2,998, and then I had to try and work out who was the 3,000th, but hooray, we have a winner. So, Stacey Marston, and that's at Stacker79, so Stacey Marston, at Stacker79, I'll be dropping you a message, and if you can send us your address, again, you'll get something delightfully athletic-y in the post from us here at the Backstraight Boys. Hi, this is Sandy Morris, and you're listening to the Backstraight Boys. One of the highlights of my Christmas, without a doubt, was the hour and a bit I spent on the phone to Jasmine Sawyers. Love Jasmine Sawyers. She's so lovely. So I met her for the first time at the Manchester International. She was running in the relay, having missed the long jump because of horrendous traffic. And I said, you must come on the pod, optimistically, because she's in high demand these days, being Mm -hmm. one of the most multi-talented people on the British athletics scene. So yeah, we sat down and we had a chat and it's going to be coming out over the next few weeks. I must say, I love your interviews, Claire. Thank you very much. No, I'll tell you why I love your interviews, because me and Jodie, as you know, are obsessed with athletics, but we're not as productive as you are, which is why it's so great to have you around. <laughs> and whereas we have spoken to every athlete in the world you know, over the years, and whereas we say to people on a regular basis, oh, we must get you in the pod, and they say, yeah, and then we kind of don't forget to do it or don't go to doing it you just do it but one of our new year's resolutions i think for me and to jody is to be as good as our jobs as claire is god i'm blushing new year's resolutions yeah that's a good one have you got a new year's resolution well, an athletics one well my first new year's resolution is um to do some of the more interviews that i have talked to people about doing on a regular basis there's a couple of really 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 amazing ones yeah, people it. who have said they will come people have asked we've got, like, I can't even tell you who like huge huge names legendary names have actually asked to come on the Backstreet Boys podcast to sit down and talk to us and we've said yes we'll definitely do that and then for one reason or another hasn't happened so in 2018 oh, I think that's the first time I said that out loud oh. in 2018 I think there'll be some like pretty amazing mm. content coming your way interviews um, coming from us which we'll probably flag a bit in advance because one thing we do like to do here is get your questions they're always you know? so good yeah I mean I think it's really important because the whole point of the Backstreet Boys is it's about the fans yeah. you know it's a fans perspective we're not professional athletes obviously and um, there's a lot of us we all talk on Twitter we all talk online we all talk in forums and there's a lot of conversation that we have and there's a lot of you out there who've got really sort of specific, maybe quite nerdy questions, yeah. you know, about very, very precise things. Mm. And it's always really good to get your feedback. So hopefully, um, along with Claire's always great interviews, myself and Jodie will be bringing some big, big names to you over the course of 2018. So that's my first, my first news resolution. Hello, this is Jazz Sawyers and you are listening to the Backstraight Boys. You say we're not athletes, but I heard you set an alarm this morning at 8am and you were going to go on a run. Right, I... I've been really good this week so far. <laughs> Genuinely, I my New Year's resolution... Well, it wasn't my New Year's resolution, because I'm going away next week, so I was going to be, you know, ready for the beach. I've had months to get ready for the beach. Then Christmas got in the way. Totally ruined it. But I've done six spinning classes in the last week. No. One day I went twice. On New Year's Day, I went out and did an eight-mile run. Good for you. I've lost, this week, one pound. No, what, no, don't high-five me. She's high-fiving me for yeah. losing one pound. One bloody pound. I'm trying to high-five him. He's leaving me hanging. I'm completely... I'm not impressed. 
one pound. Six spinning classes, eight mile runs. I've lost one pound, but I did set my alarm to get up at eight this morning. Good. Go for a run. Great. I got up at half eleven. Ah, okay, so it took three and a half hours to get out of bed. Yeah. But you spent those three and a half hours thinking much as I did this morning <laughs> on my flight back from work in Dublin about New Year's resolutions that we think it would be great to see figures or organisations or fans within the world of athletics making. So let's hear one of yours. Okay, my first one is, um, we were just discussing it a bit a minute ago um, about the relay teams, specifically the British relay teams, okay. specifically the British 4 by one relay teams. <laughs> my real resolution is... If it ain't broke, do not fix it. Yes, what a good one. Oh my God, you cannot, I, we've said this so many times, how much pleasure it's brought me this year to have four teams, no, two teams, four people in each team, the right four people, in the right, in the order. right order, yeah. not dropping the backhands, clearly getting on with each other, um, you know, with a coaching um, setup which works for everybody. It has brought us all so much pleasure because nothing, literally nothing in the athletics world gets us riled up, especially you lot listening, I know, because we've had this discussion on numerous occasions, riled up more than like terrible relay teams, terrible orders. Amen. Now, to be fair, we don't always know what's going on in the, back, in the background, and I know a lot of rumours and stories from the past about why we've <laughs> had cock-ups in the past but none of that seems to be happening at the moment so I'm just so so happy about yeah. like that please don't mess it up now we may obviously someone could get injured so maybe we need to move someone around but I'm just saying let's please not have any of those recent pasts where sure. terrible terrible teams you know are doing the right so I'm so so looking forward to 2018 just talk about your race plan yeah uh, I didn't have any race plan that's that, that no no I'm not kidding I did it with feeling it's all the 800 feeling. My first one is really, really specific, um, and it's for one particular athlete. She is an enormous, a stupendous talent, and I tweet about her all the time. But I would quite like it if Constance Klosterhalfen would dedicate 2018 to learning to run, not from the front, every time. Because that girl is so good. She is going to win major titles, but you've got to have more than one tactic. I totally agree with you and I'm going to say something very slightly controversial here and, and why I say that is because this woman is probably my favourite athlete competing at the moment mm. um, I feel a slightly the same way about Laura Muir I completely agree um, in that I love the fact she always gives a we've said this on here lots of times yeah. which we love that that commit, commit yourself and go out and give it 100 I almost said 110% clear. Ooh. I'm so sorry I will not I will rein myself in yeah, she always gives it 100%, 100% mm. but I do think there's something to be said for maybe Laura taking a quick, like, just a quick look at the way Jenny Simpson runs. because oh, tactical mastery. Tactical mastery, exactly. Mm. And Laura's got all the talent in the world, you know, but Jenny will always just slightly hold back that bit and, and come through. She's got years on her, you know, she's got a little to learn, and I'm not in any way criticising Laura Muir, who I adore, but I think there's something to be said that just to maybe mix it up um, slightly tactically, because, like, again, she's going to win major titles, I've got no, no yeah, doubt about it. of course. Um, my next one is okay. I've just seen yours from upside down, and I've got exactly the same. Oh, you, you, you do that because you, you do yours then. What, your number two? Yeah, go. I'd really like it if Kenny Harrison spent 2018 learning to not flake in major championships. I'm so glad you've just said that, and you said it almost more harshly than I was going to. I was going to. <laughs> diplomatic when but no, 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 no that's completely what she needs not to she's rapidly turning into this generation's Merlinotti yes you know and again because lovely so lovely she's lovely lovely lady as well I've been doing mm. her a few times she's really lovely and she's so good so so good but clearly yeah. there is an issue there about because um, it hasn't happened 
it's like we're on I think the fourth year in a row or something Numerous now, aren't we? Numerous times. It was now. the world indoors, she cocked up, she cocked up the um qualifying yeah. at the American, she cocked up the um She cocked up in the Olympics in Rio. Did she did she not make it to the Olympics? Yeah, she? she didn't make it um, to the Olympics. Oh no, hang on, so I got it. So it was it was the world indoors she cocked up yeah. it was the American um trials hits the Olympics. So the last world championship she messed up and don't think she got to the final or mm-hmm. she full start or something and then this year. So we're talking something like four years in a row now, aren't you we? You cannot be the world record holder and yeah. one of she's such an athlete, you yeah. know, she's got everything it needs apart from the ability to make it count. Yeah. Um, and it's really funny because we actually predicted that way back, didn't we? Yeah. We said after London, after the London Grand Prix when um, mm. when Sally got up really fast, we said, uh, watch out. She's going to get in Kenny's yeah. head. And she did. And yeah, I mean, and the thing I say that because I really, really like Kenny Harrison. Yes, you know? exactly. So I, I say, want her to do yeah, well. I want her to do well. So that, that's what it is. That's so funny we both had the same one. I just one. saw it upside down. Now, um, there's, I'm not, I don't have an addictive personality, okay? The two things I'm addicted to are athletics and some people will understand this spot squeezing videos on YouTube <laughs> I was not expecting the conversation to take that turn <laughs> L- genuinely I can literally I can't now you know when you go on YouTube and you get all the suggestions it's a way of stopping that because my whole timeline is, is either just pass it, well it's either athletics or spot squeezing videos <laughs> like blackhead squeezing videos and so I, I find myself trying to leave the house and all just one more like and there's one really there's really great people out there who are really good at it I'm totally obsessed with it so, so when I messaged you the other day and I said let's talk about spotty on the pod next week did you get really excited <laughs> for all the wrong reasons I thought there'd be like some whiteheads bursting <laughs> anyway it's, it, like, so my new solution is to stop wasting my time watching um, spot squeezing videos on, on, on um, YouTube and spend more of my time watching athletics videos on YouTube especially I'm going to have a shout out here um, to Tommy Tempo One um, Tommy Tempo One is a guy on YouTube who has got a, like a huge back catalogue of amazing athletics videos going way back to the 80s and you can find yourself going down like a Zola Bud whirlpool you know where you like yes. just watch one Zola Bud video and then like you know yep. an hour and a half later you're you're watching like her, her... ankle deep in exactly yeah finals. so so Tommy Tempo 1 for all you athletics fans out there is absolutely brilliant it's got so many fantastic videos going back ages and Pardon me, it's like we were saying the other day about how it's really hard to find official videos. Really, tough. really, really tough. Mm. And so thankfully he's on there. He's actually uploaded loads with British commentary, you know, and they're not the official. It'd be really good if the actual IDF could pull the finger out of the IOC and do them properly. But in the meantime, Tommy Tempo One. That's T-O-M-M-Y-T-E-M-P-O One. Amazing videos. Carl Lewis apparently didn't see the movie. If his rendition of the Star Spangled Banner prior to the Nets Bulls game last night is any indication, as a public service, we present now only excerpts. Ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. All right, are we all ready? Oh, 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 oh say. Uh-oh. I'll make up for it now. For oh, the land of the free. I've got three more for individual athletes, which I'm going to rattle through, because then I've got two sort of broader ones. Um, <clears throat> I would like Wade Van Niekerk to make his resolution not to play rugby. 100%. I would like Karen Clement to dedicate some time to his non-dominant hurdling leg. Oh, my God. Because I, think, I think that's maybe a, a lost cause, isn't it? I, I feel he's been world-class for so many years without 
bothering to work oh, on t- it. Oh, totally, absolutely. But it's, it's like Kenyan steeplechasers, isn't it? It you know? cost him the title in London. It's, you know, it's, it's cost, cost him numerous titles. It's cost him numerous titles. Mm. There's, it's like the way the Kenyan hurdlers, because they're so fast, they haven't bothered to learn hurdling and think what the world record yeah. or the gold medals would be if they didn't. I have. I really like Cameron Cameron. Again, I, I really, yeah, really like. I'm only thinking about things I like. Mm. I have limited sympathy for him ever losing because you cannot, you should not be able to get away with that. It's, it's shocking. It really is. And we've got two more for individuals. I'd like Carson Borholm and Pierre Ambrose Boss to not change. <laughs> Stay as you are. We love you. I'm a hundred percent on board with that one. Absolutely, so absolutely. And my final individual one. Um, I'd like Justin Gatlin to retire. I know we don't talk about him on the pods, but that was about three words on it. You, Let's just call it a day. But we, we are going to not have any arguments from us here, just for the sake of the sport. Bolt gets out pretty well, so does Rogers. Gatlin's got out a little bit better, though, and Bolt and Gatlin are right together here. It's Gatlin at the bottom, and here comes Usain Bolt, and Bolt gets it! Oh, does he? I think he has! Hi, it's Jody. Sorry I wasn't on this week's Backstraight Boys. I'm actually in Goa, um, but I've been asked to do a little contribution, so I'm phoning in. What are my hopes for next year and my New Year's resolutions? It's been very difficult to think about this because I've been really busy sunbathing, but one thing did pop into my mind. And so one person who was um, really inspirational last year and made me think about next year was Ailish McColgan. She was amazing. And she set PBs left, right and centre. But it was only really towards the end of the year that I thought she became totally confident in the distances she was running. And she became really brave. And when she ran that 401 in Berlin, I think it was, and when she ran um, 1448 in Monte Carlo... She really, really um, attacked those races. So I want to see more athletes being brave and taking risks next year. I'm sure um, Eilish will. Um, when you look at the all-time list, it's only really her, Joe Pavey, Yvonne Murray, um, Paula. She's faster than Paula over 15, though. And, of course, Liz McColgan, um, who are the same league as um, Eilish. So that's great, um, great company to be in. Um, so... Thinking of Liz McColgan, um, I'd really like Gemma Steele to actually take the plunge and give the marathon a go. If you can run 68 for the half marathon, then you're low 20s, low 220s for the marathon, which would be amazing. So it's about time she did that. Um, I want some other people to have a little change up as well. We've got so many amazing male sprinters at the moment. Um, so when you're running 10-2, 10-3 in the 100 metres, it's not going to get you near a team. It's not even going to get you near a relay. So think about some, doing something different. How about taking up the long jump? Because Greg's going to retire soon and then there's going to be a big gap in the long jump if you're a 10 300 meter runner you can certainly do a good long jump definitely over eight meters i reckon um the same in the women's sprints um it's not not as stacked as the men's but we've got four girls at the moment who are running what 11 teens 11 1 0 so if you're a te- if you're 11 3 11 4 girl try something else like you can't not everybody can be a sprinter why not take up the triple jump we're desperately in need of people in the triple jump so to take some of that speed and that strength and reapply it somewhere else um and also in the sprints i was thinking about harry um who's no longer on relay funding um obviously he's been a relay stalwart for years but he ran i think 10 13 this year he's eighth in the rankings and then when you throw in the 200 meter boys as well he's not close to the relay anymore so why don't he think of something why doesn't he use those big muscles and take up the javelin? (laughs) 
the Elysian Harry, what do you think of that idea? Um, and the same in the middle distance. The 1500 metres for women is so strong at the moment. Um, lots of people around 405. But 405 is, might just get you in the team, but it's not going to get you very far. We really need someone to take up the steeplechase, and that on the men's side as well. I was thinking of Mark Rowland um, back in 88, who was a mid-330s um, 1500 metre runner, took up the steeplechase, and that same year he wins an Olympic bronze medal and runs a British record that's still standing at 807. So there's really, I think people get stuck in doing something that they know. They don't want to make a change. They don't want to change coaches or just try something different. But you've got to be really brave and just try something because otherwise you're going to be stuck doing the same event. You're going to be older. You're going to have new people coming through. And at some point, you've got to bite the bullet and do something. So that's what I hope. I want some athletes to do really brave stuff next year, whether it's commit to their event or change events. Change it up. That's what I want. Um, so for myself... I've been thinking about this, and I know Bayer was talking about some YouTube channels, Tommy Tempo um, being one of them. Um, and the, who's the other really good guy? Um, Basil Sage. Basil Sage has amazing videos, but he doesn't name any of them. It's all numbers. It's very difficult to work out what you're watching. But anyway, the point was, I have hundreds of hours of video, hundreds of hours from back from 87 World Championships, probably until the 2007 World Championships. Um, I think the only thing missing is the 1990 Europeans and the 94 season. Um, I don't think I had a video or TV. Anyway, it's all on VHS. Um, so I've got to find a way of changing it from DHS, VHS, to, I don't know, v CD? I don't know what I'd do. Anyway, I need to find out do how to do that, and then I want to put it all up on YouTube really well, signed and let everybody see all these amazing races and there's not just races there's interviews there's all kinds of dramas going on so that's my new year's resolution don't hold your breath it probably won't be this year i might might start doing it but um, i don't expect it to be all a bit i'll be up this year but that's my new year's resolution for other people and for myself anyway happy new year everybody let's look forward to an amazing 2018 um we've got birmingham we've got the gold coast we've got berlin we've got loads of other stuff and um i'll be back in next week's episode properly bye you He may have even saved his sport. Um, I've just got four. Um, is it four? Yes, four here. And you said something a minute ago that worries me slightly. But there are athletes out there who we absolutely love who have had like a torrid time of injury over the last few years. So I just want a year where we have Ashley Nelson, Perry Shake Strayton, oh, yes. Greg Rutherford, Third, mm -hmm. Andrew Potsy to be healthy, running. And, with, and with the European and Commonwealth this year, lots of medal chances. So if you four could um, make sure you're wrapped up in cotton wool and just come out and do the business, that would make I me very, very, very happy. I would like journalists, any of you listening, I count myself in this, can we all promise that we will not write any articles or release any videos in which we wonder who would win in a race? Usain Bolt or an athlete of your choice from any team sport. Thank you. Usain Bolt or a random footballer who, yeah. who ran for 10 metres. Yeah. It kills me. Absolutely kills me. I should have had that in my Brick Bat and Bouquet episode. And finally, this is for everybody listening. Let's talk about field events, not drugs. Yeah. And let's attend and support domestic meets. That's a really, really good one, especially the latter. Especially the latter, mm. because it's all very well us complaining about um, TV coverage, etc. But then when people don't turn up to the trials, why should the trials be on TV, you know, if exactly. no one can be bothered to go. 
Although it's funny when you actually look back at lots of the videos that I was watching on um, on Temi Tempo's. Um, yeah, how are the stadiums looking? Oh, empty. It's really fascinating. <gasps> really? really fascinating. When you look it's back at the World Championships in 1987 or something, which I think of as being like sold out. <laughs> no, no, totally, and money to nobody. So it's, it's not a not a modern phenomenon, you know. We, well, maybe this could be the year we break that. Yes. So yeah, that, I'm actually going to make that a really concrete resolution. I'm going to attend at least. Four or five, you know, whether they are BMCs, night of the ten, you know, got to come to night of ten K's. Night of ten is amazing. We'll talk more about that. I've heard it's a great night out. Definitely go to the British Champs indoor and out. Just be there because I'll watch the coverage. I'll be glued to the coverage. But why on earth is my bum not in a seat? Yeah. Okay. We're in full agreement, Claire. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Bayo. And happy New Year to all of our listeners out there, all the thousands and thousands of you. So happy New Year. Have a great twenty eighteen. very much for listening to the podcast we hope to have more of a full contingent of backstroke boys next week we'll see how we go with that one jazz sawyers will be on the pod very very soon and in the meantime you can help the cause and win some goodies by rating reviewing and subscribing to the pod get in touch on twitter we would love to hear your thoughts (laughs) 